More about Officership presents The Leader's Journey, a quick devotion to encourage you as a leader and equip you with tools and insight for your ministry. So this is the last message in our series on the Lord's Prayer. So far, we've looked at the biblical perspective of Father. We've considered how God provides for us in different aspects of forgiveness. And today we will conclude with verse 13 and its central theme on the topic of temptation. But as we said previously, this is all done in the context of prayer. And the action of prayer can be easier if we understand the topics that are within that prayer. So today we'll open up that very topic on temptation. For this passage, we're going to be reading from the New Living Translation. In Matthew 6, verse 9 through to 13. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And don't let us yield to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. So today we're going to quickly walk through what is temptation, where does temptation come from, who will be tempted, and what can we do in the face of temptation. So let's start with what is it? What is temptation? Temptation can be easily understood as a path that takes us away from God, takes us away from who God wants us to be and how God wants us to act or react. The Bible says in Proverbs 14 verse 2 that there is a path before each person that seems right, but in the end it leads to death. The pathway of temptation leads to darkness and normally appears as a set of choices or a single choice that eventually takes us away from God. But the Bible also speaks of another path, and that is the path of light. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus said of himself, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light. Jesus is the path we're all called to follow. And it can be a hard path to be on at times. Jesus himself said, it's a very small and narrow path that leads to life. And so he encourages us to pray to remain on this path every day. So where does temptation come from? Well, for that, I think it's helpful to know the background story of temptation and that there are three main sources that temptation arises from. So we begin in eternity past, where the devil took one third of the angels to heaven and fell to earth. We then see the devil appear before Adam and Eve, tempting them with knowledge from the tree of good and evil. In doing so, he is presenting before them a choice, a simple choice. Will you obey God or will you follow my words? Now this leads Adam and Eve down a dark path, which in turn sets the stage for all of humankind to be put on this dark path as the default setting. We read a little bit later on in Genesis chapter 6 verse 11 that God saw how the whole earth became corrupt and was filled with violence and everyone on the earth was on the dark path. And so today, the temptations we face also have those similar origins. We're tempted by evil spiritual forces that we have to pray against. And not everything is a spiritual temptation. 
But we can't ignore the fact that spiritual warfare is part and parcel of the Christian walk. Temptation also comes in the form of disobeying God's word. Every now and then we'll know the Bible or we'll know scriptures, but we'll just not live up to what God's calling us to do. And then there's the fact of just being plain human. We live in a fallen world and temptation is all around us. Now what's really important here is to highlight is that temptation does not come from God. We read in James chapter 1 verse 13, When we are tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does God tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. The Bible makes it clear, God does not tempt us, and temptation's fuel comes from evil and evil desires, not from God. Now, this is not to be confused with a trial or a tribulation, because James also says that we will face trials, but these trials are positive because they actually put us on a path where we grow in maturity, and God uses trials and tribulations not to destroy our faith, but to establish our faith. But God will never use temptation because temptation is the path that leads away from God, not towards God. And this is why I prefer the translation of the New Living Translation for verse 13. We're all familiar with the version that reads, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But this only acknowledges one source of temptation, that is, the evil one. And secondly, it's a bit confusing because God would never lead us into temptation or down a path that would take us into darkness. So the New Living Translation is preferable here, how it says, And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from evil. Let us speaks of our responsibility, rescue us speaks to God's role, and evil speaks to the three different sources where temptation can arise from. So now on to the third question, who will face temptation? Well, sadly, or maybe reassuringly, all of us. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 verse 6, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. The book of James, as we read before, clearly states that we all get tempted by our own desires at times. And maybe surprisingly, even Jesus was tempted. We read in Matthew 26, Jesus really struggled with going to the cross and he was tempted to pull out. But he actually then says, not my will, but yours. Jesus chose the path that God laid out for him rather than choosing his own desire. And it's really interesting to note the bookends of Jesus' life was temptation. Jesus starts off by being tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And as we just read in Matthew 26, Jesus faces the end of his life by a temptation in the garden. Jesus was a sinless, perfect person, and yet even he was faced by temptation. And it's really important to point out here that temptation is not sin. Temptation leads to sin, but it is not sin in and of itself. So when we consider the temptations of Jesus, we can learn a little bit from his response. Because it's really interesting when we compare the temptations of Jesus to the Lord's Prayer. We start off with Jesus being tempted to turn stones into bread. 
And in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus starts off by saying, Father, give us today our daily bread. Satan then tempts Jesus with bringing him to the temple, the very place where forgiveness is offered. And we read in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sin. Satan then takes Jesus up to the highest mountain and says, worship me and I'll give you everything. And Jesus says in the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Jesus faced temptation before he ever taught on it or before he ever instructed us to pray through it because he's been there and he's been through it all before. And this is what I love about Jesus. We can see one of the keys to overcome temptation is when Jesus said, not my will, but your will, thy will be done. Not only did Jesus say this in the Garden of Gethsemane, he also used it in starting this prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And so that brings us to the closing question, what can we do when we face temptation? Well, like in all things, we're going to look at Jesus. So praying daily is, of course, the first step. Father, empower us so that we don't yield to temptation, but we will overcome it. Father, rescue us from the evil that surrounds us. We can also meditate on scripture and follow the path that it lays out for us. The Bible says in Psalm 119, God's word is a lamp to our feet. It shows us the path to life that we can walk down. And it's also important that it's not just enough to know scripture. We actually do need to follow it. Satan was able to quote scripture to Jesus and Jesus quoted scripture back, but only one of them had a surrendered heart towards God. Satan puts himself first, but Jesus, who has every right to sit on the throne of God, says, not my will, but your will be done, Father. Jesus lived a surrendered life. The other thing we can do is actually just have confidence that Jesus will help us to be on the right path. We read in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but actually we have a high priest who has been tempted in all ways and in all things as we are, yet he is without sin. Therefore, we can draw near with confidence to God's throne of grace so that we might receive mercy and find grace in the time of need. I think it's also really important to remember that when we face temptation, that we don't condemn ourselves, because temptation is something all human beings face. We read in 1 Corinthians that no temptation that happens to us is not uncommon to humankind, but God will not allow any temptation to be more than we can stand. God will show us a way out so that we can endure any temptation that comes across our path. And finally, we need to stand firm on the promises of God. We were redeemed, 1 Peter says, not with perishable things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb of God. So our firm conviction and foundation is if we ever do head down the wrong path, and stumble into darkness. Remember, 1 John 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins to God, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Sin and temptation do not need to have the final say in our lives. Jesus Christ does. So as we face temptation, let's face it with prayer, with the word of God, with a surrendered heart, and with trust and confidence in Jesus Christ.
believing that we will be able to get out of the temptation and knowing that should we fall and stumble, Jesus will be there to pick us up. So there's a lot in there to consider where temptation comes from, the different forms, what we can do about it, how we can face it. But in all things, let's keep Jesus at the center. And I want to encourage you to think about just maybe one thing that stood out to you today. What's the one thing that stood out to you? And ask yourself, why did that stand out to me? And then maybe also ask yourself, what's the one thing I can do? After hearing this message, what's the one thing I can put into practice? Maybe you want to start to memorize scripture. Maybe you've got a part of your life that you need to surrender afresh to God. Perhaps you want to pray the Lord's Prayer. Maybe one line at a time, one day at a time. Maybe you want to just meditate on one verse for a whole week. But no matter what we do, let's do what Jesus said. Let's pray this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And don't let us yield to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on the Leader's Journey podcast. If you liked today's episode, please feel free to share it with others and follow us on Facebook or Instagram. For more resources, please visit www.salvationarmy.com.au forward slash come alive.